Well, I'm in the hot seat, I guess. So, <laughs> I'm not Mark. <laughs> this is Nerd News Now, and it's kind of crazy in the world, if you haven't noticed. It's super crazy. It's really hard, you know, to go into movies and review them, but it's really easy to binge watch stuff. So, <laughs> this week we're going to talk about binge-worthy things and yeah, yeah. other cool things in a minute on Nerd News Now. Nerd News Now! All right, everybody. So it's different for our segments are going to be squished because we can't really review very many movies. We can't no. tell you that uh, Bloodshot, I think tomorrow you can start watching digitally. Oh, really? Binge it like crazy over and over again. Just do the super close-up of uh, Vin Diesel's like super muscles and is, um, is super emoting. So is it still binging a movie if you watch it multiple times in a row? Is that, is that just like, you know... Maybe maybe you can't call it that. What would you call that? I don't know. Just going crazy? Yeah. That's the way I watch I'm movies, just, by the way. It's really... Just watch the one movie nonstop. Mm-hmm. Like a... Almost like a kid watching like a Disney movie. Yeah. Like young kids. It's like, I want to watch... I want to watch Shrek! Like 5,000 times in a row. Again, again! <laughs> Only it's you and Bloodshot. That's exactly the way I That's am. That's put it on it. All right. So if this movie had been in the movie theater still, I probably would have made it probably to my ninth time watching it in the movie theater because that's mm. that's the way I support movies I really like. I did the same for Avengers and Guardians yep. of the Galaxy and Captain America and Godzilla and every Bond film. I think I watched uh, Infinity War like four times opening night. I don't know how I did it. I don't know what what happened. When did I... you sleep? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was one where I saw there was an early there was an early release at like six. So myself and like a group of friends managed, somehow managed to snag tickets, and then another group of friends was like, "Hey, do you want to go at like eleven or whatever time?" Yeah, I want to go at like eleven. I was like, "Yeah, sure," because they're buying me tickets for that one. And I was like, oh, "I'll go see it again for a second time." And then uh, that one got done, and then there was an early matinee like the next day. So within twenty four hours, I saw like it wasn't like all. Back to back to back to back to back. But I saw, like, I think I saw, like, four times within 24 hours of release. It was a spectacle. So did it lose any of its impactfulness? Did you still cry in the crying, crying parts, for example? The second time, it lost it a little bit. And it was like, okay, because I was more, like, focused on what the, the other stuff going on mm-hmm. to like, catch all the background stuff that I missed. But after that, it was, like, it was just as impactful every time. Because at that point, I was just watching to be entertained. Yeah. I'd seen it twice before, and... I'm going to keep watching it. Huh. I guess by then you can actually think about like what he, what you know characters really gave up. Yeah, they really, yeah. You, you can notice the all the little small interactions that they have. That I yeah. There's like there's two parts about that, but especially Infinity War that I love. And every every time I saw that first 24 hours, it was the reaction was always the same across the board. So the first when Tony gets stabbed by Thanos, mm-hmm. it's just that you hear this collective. <gasps> Yeah, you know, your children crying in their seats, mothers gasping in terror, and fathers crying a single silent tear. And then the second time is the very end of the movie when it just fades to black. And everyone's just like, oh. No one actually says anything, but it's just this collective just, oh man, what what happened? Yeah. (laughs) It's great. I love it. I love those kind of reactions, especially as a group. That's why I love going to theaters. I'm I'm a... I don't know what there are. There are certain images that I just, like, every time, I'll ball. 
There's mm. been this uh, photo circulating on the internet of, I don't even know where it came from, but it's this old woman hunched over like half yeah. at the grocery store with her walker, and there is nothing on the rack in front of her. Oh. And I cry every time. It just really gets to me because it's just like, that's not right. Yeah, no, it's just, it's like, oh no. I think it was a, a shot that came out of Texas somewhere, and it's just heartbreaking. But yeah, it's like every th- time I ever see things in films, even where yeah. someone that's old and obviously infirm is like befuddled by something, or doesn't, or like in uh, Titanic, when oh. when um, there's the part where they're running by the people that are um, obviously not English speakers, and they're trying to figure out what the sign says to escape the boat, and you're just yeah. like, those people are dead. They're gone. Yeah, they. <laughs> like, everything within me is like, help them! I know you can't. Do but anything is, you that's can. That's not the but picture, that's, but yeah, that's, that's the same feeling. It's just like, mmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, this whole. This whole thing's making everything terrible right now. Yeah, it's like, come on, humanity, just buy the thing you need. Take care of take care of the elderly in your block. So if you know there's an elder an older person in your block, just go and like slide a note under the door or something. Talk to them through the window and say, "Do you need anything?" and go get it for them. Don't expect anything in return. Don't ask for it. Yeah. Just be a human being just, that cares for people. Yeah, just help other people. It's not that it really shouldn't be that hard. Mm-mm. Like, ugh. So I want to know what is it about humans that like? See, being an obvious human myself, obviously, I'm definitely not a robot or an alien. Like, why is the sure. first instinct? Let's uh, let's let's hoard one resource. Like this this time. Like for me it's, personally, hoard one resource. Obviously, it's DVDs. DVDs. So I can watch okay. A bunch of movies. But like in times of pandemics, like such as the one we're in right now, or any, oh, okay. any major crisis, toilet paper, or you know. Bottled, something that has nothing to do with water supply. Bottled water. Bottled water doesn't make any sense in this crisis because yeah. you can just turn on your tap. Yeah, it's that's, very weird it's to me. Weird, but like it's there's always something that people do. Or like like the thing that really bugs me is all the news out there right now, where it's like, oh yeah, the beaches in California are just overcrowded right now. People are always still going out, or you know, people are still doing spring break in Corpus Christi, or you know, we're in you know Florida, all this stuff. It's like, are you? You know, you're making this worse for everybody, right? Mm-hmm. And then those same people are going to go home and then spread to everybody else, which makes you think in Jaws, do you think if, if the mayor was to have gone out and said, hey, yep, there's a shark, what are you going to do about it? We're trying to fix this. Do you think people would still have gone to the beach after seeing how people are reacting to this, you know, this, this pandemic, this, this, this literal crisis we're in right now? I still think people would have gone to the beach and, you know, in amity. Probably. Yeah. I mean, God. Maybe just to prove that they're like macho or yeah. I don't know. I, just, I, I mm. there's this a really just... awesome book if you're a sociologist or a psychologist called Popular Delusion and Madness of Crowds. It's a really old book by I think Eric Fromm, but it it like goes back and even looks at things like the the tulip bulb madness that they went through where like people were paying oh. In old money, thousands and thousands of dollars for tulip bulbs, and then the market huh. fell out. Yeah. It was like really weird. Oh, Charge McKay, sorry. It's a really awesome book if you're into okay. sociology, but it, okay. it goes through history and looks at, and I'm sure that if you're going to rewrite it, they would absolutely put this in there. Yeah. Toilet paper, 2020. Makes no sense at all. Can't By the way, I hear there's a real shortage of comic books. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It was like empty at my store. So when we get our shipment uh, tomorrow, better come. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. There's a shortage on, on board games too, so you better. Actually, hop that's it. true. That is not true. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, so that's so. So I was at Gamma recently, mm-hmm. right? Um, as you may or may not know, uh, that stands for the Games Manufacturing Alliance of manufacturers and alliances and all this other fun stuff. Um, and like every seminar I went to, that had like the, the the publishers doing the thing. They're talking about upcoming releases. Everything was. Yep, we're running into production issues or you know delivery issues because other thing going on in China. Blah 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 blah. And it's 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 a serious thing that people mm-hmm. are thinking about because like like dice for instance is a big one. Uh, the U.S. isn't set up to manufacture plastic little click clack math rocks. As so so Chessex isn't American I, manufacturer. Maybe they are, but there's there's there are there's parts of it with parts of it that they have okay. to ship in, and since that's overseas and you have you know you count like was two at least two weeks uh, mm-hmm. on the water. Plus, like, plus the manufacturing takes and then distributing it all, all this other fun stuff. Like, people are, you know, you see it a lot with the movies and entertainment. They're, they're pushing dates back, but you don't see it, or you don't see it as visibly in this industry until you actually go to the store and it's like, oh, yeah, I'm looking for pandemic. It's like, well. Oh, that one, makes sense. Great. It's yeah, so yeah. Fun. No, it's funny. It's been a selling like crazy in a surf, but people are looking for the stuff. It's like, well. We never wanted that game. You, we always die. You always die. Um, they're looking for stuff, and it's just like, oh, well, we can't get it because, you know, China. Uh, mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's actually being sold out in places, but I know in our store, it's, we have made a post about, like, picking up your copy now because of the yeah. pandemic. It's just, like, you know, a little on-the-nose humor, and uh-huh. we sold almost all of them immediately, and it's great. That makes sense. People... It's actually a really, really fun game, and it's a cooperative game, so you're, you don't have to play the same part every time because you yeah. your roles, so it's never boring. And, uh, yeah, we always, always lose. It's a great game, though. I, um, Have you ever won a game? Once. It's been a long time. But yeah. once. In fact, the Legacy Edition, at least the Season 1, assumes that you lose. <laughs> yeah, because Season 2 picks up as if, you lost, as mm-hmm. if you've lost the first season. Um, it's one of those games where it knows exactly how difficult the curve is, and it's fant- it just keeps running with it. I love that. Oh I gosh. love that they do that kind of stuff. So, by the way... You should go to Adventure Begins and pick up board games or Space Cadets Collection or Gaming Gaming because we have plenty of them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, we sell plenty of stuff. And we're not on lockdown, so I don't know how long that's going to last, so you should go and shop tomorrow. So if you had to, like, put money down on what day we're going to get the announcement, if it's this week or next, which would it be? This week or next week? I'm going to go for never. Never? I'm going to be a hopeful thinker and be like, you know what? Houston proper might have one lockdown, but I'm hoping that because the woodlands, etc., is kind of remote, and do you yeah, guys, are you guys officially in? Uh, we're officially Magnolia? Magn- we're like right in Magnolia, Conroe. We're right in the. Yeah, I'm hoping here. that they're like, when you guys are country, you guys can take care of yourself. Yeah. So there's, uh, we're thinking it's going to be at least personally. I think it's going to be this week, mm. and then I know, and then Wednesday is going to be the day that we're going to get it, and then for Friday, so that way Friday night, get done with their stuff, close up, lock up for four, at least fourteen days, and. Hope you can ride out the storm. I don't know. It's it's crazy. It's just unprecedented. Yeah. Crazy bill. All right, so we've all been able to like hang out at home, so we haven't been able to see on in movies. Well, I mean, we can also talk about the fact that um, they're pushing movies er- way earlier into the digital yeah. or other yeah. the streaming services. So Disney Plus has got a huge advantage in that because they can just totally... Put it to there. Yeah. I wonder if they've like got statistics for how how many more people have joined Disney Plus since people have started to shelter in place. Oh, probably. 
Honestly, they probably have all that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the big one obviously was Frozen 2. Yep. That came out, was it, last, last week, a week and a half ago? Mm-hmm. Onwards coming out in the first for streaming on Disney+. Plus. I think it just started hitting uh, digital sales, like, Monday? Or no, today is Monday. At least when we're filming. So, like, I think it was yep. sometime over the weekend is when it hit digital sales. But, yeah, it's, it's smart that they're doing that. Like, it's... I mean, how many... Theaters are closed down. It's weird because the big theater near our store is shut down, and you don't realize how much light it generates until none of the lights oh, are yeah. on. <laughs> well, that one has, like, huge lights on all the time. Yeah. That's crazy. No, I think it's... You're going to see a lot more publishers who have access to streaming services pushing their mm-hmm. stuff to streaming, so that way they can at least try to make up some revenue from this, because, I mean, who... Who would have thought that this was going to come and hit as hard as it did, you know, yeah. about I'm, a month ago? I'm in giant mourning against uh, about no time to die. It's just like, <sighs> yeah. I can't, I can't even, ah, oh, it's so hard to wait for the bond. I know. What was it? It was originally July, wasn't it? Yeah, it was in April. Was it April? April 3rd or something. Oh. It was like imminent. So at my birthday party. We're going to rent out a movie theater and watch it. Oh, nice. And now July. it's pushed back to November. Yeah. Sadness. And then a bunch of stuff's delayed indefinitely. Quiet Place 2, Black Widow. Uh, New Mutants, which, let's be real, okay. that's been delayed indefinitely since, you know. Yeah. And Mulan, which I was really looking forward to as well. So, yeah. I don't know, it's hard. it's hard to wait, but hey, I'm more about people being safe, so. Totally. Okay, so I watched this really, really weird and twisted uh, doc on Netflix called Tiger King. Which is weird. How so? All get out. So it's a it's kind of like they took together two different genres. They took kind of like a reality show, look at these people that raise tigers, and also um, like some murder mystery kind of stuff and like hmm. other um, things. So I don't want to mess too much up for everybody, but uh, essentially follows three different groups of people that are like tiger or wild animal uh, zoos or wildlife preserves. And um, every single one of them to a T their um, like familiar, like um, relationships, familiar relationships and their, the people that work for their parks, it's all messed up. Like, yeah. The most worst messed up situation you could possibly imagine. So it's mostly about this main character who calls him, uh, oh, what is his, the, he gave him, oh, Johnny Exotic, I think. <laughs> of course, his that's his name. name. His of real last name, name is something himself. funny. But, uh, and then it's about uh, this competitor of his that lives way across the country in Florida, and she, um, and he basically just, like, spent all their time on the internet, like, making up stuff about each other. Oh, her, that's, that's awesome. Her husband disappeared, like it was a millionaire, disappeared. They've never found his body. And the rumor is that she fed him to the Wildcats. Huh. But, I mean, like, there's just so much twisted stuff. Like, yeah. One of the guys uh, has, like, many, many multiple wives. Um, The other main character has multiple husbands. And... <laughs> It's just like so. There's a. This is weird. There's a, a, either a suicide or an accidental shooting on screen, just off screen. Yeah, and it's real. This is real stuff that really happened. It's not huh. in any way. That's this the, is. 
I couldn't stop watching it. This is this is now on my radar. I started watching it at about I think I started about ten or eleven last night and got done at three. Wow. I just could not stop. Just watch all of it at once. There's one. It's that like engaging. Okay. All right. Okay. You're just like you get to the end of it. You're like, okay, I'm gonna go to bed. But then at the very end of it, they kind of do like the. They kind of do like a little. And this, you're like, oh no. I guess I'm not sleeping. (laughs) No. Okay. All right. See, one of my favorite docs I've watched. It's a little older now. It's um, I think it's Icarus. Is what it is. Oh. Uh, it's another. It's it's it should be on Netflix. Um, so it's a, it's a bicycling. It's an amateur bicycling documentary movie. Okay. Um, and so this guy wants to uh, recreate Lance Armstrong's doping regime from the Tour de France as a way to, like, he wants to be able to beat all the tests and, like, be able to perform extremely well. Uh, I did watch this documentary and didn't know what it was called. Yeah. Um and so, like, it, it, he, that he, Russian guy's trippy. Yeah. So he so he hooks up with like the uh, he gets together with like the anti doping agencies, like the Olympics, the anti doping agencies, uh, like American like director, and he's he's originally on board with this idea because it's like a, it's a, he wants to test it out and see what he can do to improve things. But as it keeps on going, he's like he has he starts getting regrets on it. So he's like, hey, yeah. uh, for those of you who haven't seen, it, he, he gets, he's like, hey. I want to point you to my colleague who runs the, uh, he's the director for the Russian, the Moscow, uh, you know, embassy for our, you know, anti-doping agency. And then this thing just goes down a rabbit hole super quick. Next thing you know, you're hearing about how the Russians doped for, you know, the Olympics, yep. how they got away with it, because this is the guy that oversaw it. Next thing you know, he's now being hunted he's like by... bragging about it. Yeah. And telling him how to do it. Yeah. And he's, he's, <laughs> it, 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 he's getting hunted by the Russian government at one yep. point. His colleagues, while they're filming this, start getting picked off one by one. In fact, and then one of them's like, "Yeah, he had a heart attack." And this guy, he, this director, knows him really well. He's a best friend. It's like he was in the best shape of his life. There's no, he's, there's no way he would have died of a heart attack. They're coming to get me. Mm-hmm. And then like it just goes down this rabbit hole, and it's next thing you know, you're at the edge of your seat. Just what what could possibly be next in this documentary? Highly recommended for anyone looking for like. Three hours of your way of, of like you know the quarantine to to yeah. waste. This is how by the way do it. I don't care a bit about bicycling or tigers, and I was enthralled with both of them. Yeah, like it's it's crazy weird. It's just like with Cheer. I'm like, why do I want to watch Cheer Netflix? You don't know me. And then I was like, great, this now is I'm an awesome cheer. doc. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So no, if you don't watch documentaries, I highly recommend watching at least like check out the big top like top ten for the like last year or three. Mm-hmm. You'll be surprised at what's out there and like how. How awesome of a format this really is. Oh, God, Icarus is amazing. I gotta watch Tiger King now, too. Thanks, yep. Miss Jen. Sorry. Oh. We're gonna have some time after Wednesday, it sounds like. Apparently, after Wednesday. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's my prediction. Anything else new on Netflix or streaming services you've been binging? I was trying to think if I had tr- started anything else. Oh, we watched, uh, there was a movie on there called Freaks that was just a, a, like an hour and 40 minute movie about, okay. um, it's kind of hard to define the genre because I don't want to say too much about it, because it actually ends up getting, like, you don't know what you're walking into when you start the film. Oh, but as it keeps going, you're right. kind of like, okay. So it's you basically get to meet this girl, and you're not really sure what's real and not real to her. You meet her and her dad. You can tell that they're shut-ins, that they're not leaving the house for some reason. Yeah. And uh, you know that she's really not right in the head, and you're pretty sure he's not either. But as it un 
ravels, it's, it it's gets it really kind of cool and uh, becomes um, kind of a different kind of genre than you're expecting it to be. So it's a little huh. bit horror. So probably it's an R film, so it's not for kids. Um, uh, and like people get blown up and stuff, but um, <laughs> it's for people Perfect. that love comic books. Um, it's totally your genre. Okay. So the uh, the Netflix for those of you who aren't watching right now. Uh, the Netflix description is hidden away by her eccentric father. A mysterious young girl uncovers frightening truths when she starts to make contact with the outside world. Mm-hmm. Uh, seems really interesting. Yeah, when you meet her, her, her kind of like mantra to herself is that I'm normal. I'm a normal girl. And trying to convince her dad that she can be normal. Huh. So when you find out what the twist is, you'll be like, oh my gosh, this really? is so cool. Okay. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Have you watched uh, Altered Carbon? Oh gosh, yes. Okay. So like, I, I love the first season. I thought for sure there would be no way they could pop, possibly make it better. But uh, oh my gosh, Mackie can act, dude. See that? I haven't seen. I haven't watched season two yet. I'm, I've started watching season one again, trying to convince my parents to watch it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going through all you know the greatness that is season one. But season two, recommend. So much. So much. Okay. So much. And it and it for all the characters that you're like, oh, I'm sad because I'm not gonna. Like some of those characters, I'm not going to see anymore. Like the original sleeves. Yeah. Um, it jumps around so much for time period. Oh, really? Like readjusting things. Yeah. And the idea of um, recreating sleeves. So it gets really complex in the second season because okay. you're going to see people double sleeved. You're going to see an extra sleeve out there. Hmm. So you have doubles of somebody. Interesting. Yeah. So the double sleeving is when uh, I'm you and you're you. Yeah. So like we. Like you copy yourself and you mm-hmm. put it in two by yeah 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 but yeah it's highly illegal by the way <laughs> in the altered carbon universe well it's probably in our universe mm-hmm. if you can do it it's impressive as it is and you lo- if you love the character the actress who plays his sister in the original series and you're like okay well she something happens to her at the end of the first series you'll like it because of the way that they're storytelling you still okay. get to see her a lot okay so one of the big things I like about the first season was it did there was the alternate time there was the you know timeline jumping at times with mm-hmm. what's going on but it all flowed together it bottlenecked near the end of the season it wasn't like you're watching the witcher where uh sure. it wasn't like the last episode everything finally funnels together and so one streamline season yeah. one did a really great job of just being like cool you're like four episodes away from the end here's how everything fits mm-hmm. keep going i like that oh yeah and also if you're Favorite character is Poe, like it is mine. You're gonna still get more Poe. That's good. That's good. There's something about a homicidal, you know, crazy AI hotel that just mm-hmm. makes life amazing. I suspect he's finding love. Like there's a another character that shows up. Oh. They hmm. haven't really like said that, but I kind of feel like if you have two AIs that like hang out together, maybe they can find love. Oh, interesting. That concept is kind of an interesting thought process, but. But yeah, Mackie, um, if your only exposure to him as, it was as Falcon in Captain America, you're going to be like, give this man many, many more roles because he is a deep, deep actor. Yeah, he's such a, he is a good actor. It's funny because he is a lot more than just, you know, mm-hmm. Falcon or the new Captain America, if you want to go with that too. Yep. He is so much more than that. He's so much bigger than that. Oh, I've loved him. Yeah, he's got a big, long career on him. I, I'm just guessing. Watch more, watch more stuff. 
All right, so comic books, did you get to read, um, like, uh, Spider Woman last week? No, no. I usually, I'm a very picky, I'm, I'm a comic snob. Mm-hmm. I, um, I'm not a fan of, you know, guys in capes. It's kind of, it, covers most, it covers most of that genre, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, so it has to be something that is really good for me to go with. And I, I, I saw it on the shelf when I got back on Thursday. Mm-hmm. I saw it came out. I'm like, oh, cool, number one. Never thought anything more of it. Um, so what can you tell me as a comic snob as to why I should read Spider-Woman number one? I was going to get him into the right cover. See the one that's blue with the, her in a kind of black costume in the second round? There you go. That's going to be one of the covers. There's a, about probably 10 covers or more for the series. But uh, Miss Drew, you get to meet her. She's still in time continuity. She has She's already had her baby. Okay. And uh, the baby's not, like, she's not dragging the kid around. That was what made me so mad about the last series is when she's pregnant and fighting bad guys. So that's the reason <laughs> I, I, I have, like, this deep, deep dislike of Mr. Hopeless, but it's not really for him specifically. I'm just like, I don't like anyone that wants to write people so that they're running around putting their kid in danger. But anyway. Yeah. Maybe there's something I don't know about her physicality that means that that baby was always protected and fine. But uh, we're moving on past that, and you get to see her kind of in her... Post time. Now she's just trying to figure out a way to actually monetize superhero superheroing because there's like you know no one really thinks about this. It doesn't really make money. Yeah. And uh, her day job she lost. So um, oh. so now she's just trying to figure out a way to to get along in the world and and uh, make some money. So she gets herself out for also. hire. And, oh, okay. Interesting. And uh, it's kind of cool because she actually. Um, she has this uh, new costume that she's fitted for, which is that uh, black one you see her in there. But there's like a twist that's uh, surrounding that specific item mm. um, that looks like it's going to be a big pl- through storyline, which I quite enjoy when they do that. It's Venom. No. No. It has something to do with the black, uh, the black winter going on right now with Galacticus and don't all that fun stuff. I think so. They don't show who the possible bad guy is I don't think okay. but it 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 has been it's not an accident that it was uh it was something that she got to wear yeah and it it also um is not good for her interesting okay all right there's a lot of green throwing up <laughs> this is you so okay um I'm trying to think what do you do you read something from last week that you liked I have not been had I've not had any time to read most comp- I've been on the road nonstop. I had Gamma, and then I was home for personal stuff. Mm-hmm. So I just have, like I said, Thursday was my first exposure back into the st- into the you know the store setting since like two weeks before that. Oh god! And so I have I am very much behind on most of my stuff. I saw uh, Darth Vader and Star Wars came out recently. Mm-hmm. Um, then some reprints of Kylo Ren. Yep. Tell people to catch up. Yep, Kylo Kylo Ren's a huge in our store. Um, then that came out recently. I've, I've, Star Wars is mostly my thing that I read, and then it's the uh, the independents that really catch my eye that are kind of what draw me further into it. Oh yeah. I don't know. I call myself a snob, but really I'm just, I'm, I'm I'm picky because I it's I got it's got to be the right genre is what it is. Did you guys pick up any of the AWA lines? So it's uh, the Archangel Eight, Resistance, Hotel with two L's. I think uh, I think um, we did Red Border. Yeah, I think we it's the did launch of a brand new company. Yeah, I think uh, I think we got hotel with two. I think we got that. Mm-hmm. So I saw it in the previews for it. I'm like, ooh, that looks really interesting. Yep. Um, I think I might have gotten that in. 
know. <laughs> hotel's a creepy story about a, a hotel that's in a, I think it's got to be a small city, because it only has four rooms. And hmm. so it's got, like, interpersonal drama, a little bit horror. <laughs> and that's Hotel with two L's. Two L's. And then Red Border was super simple. It was a true telling of, a, like, a mafia situation in Mexico, hmm. which where someone uh, that saw something was uh, telling, and uh, basically the cartel comes after them. So it's them trying to make a run for the border and jump over. Yeah. And then Resistance is an interesting combo of genre. It's actually uh, starts out as being what you feel like is a pandemic story, which it is, uh, which is very timely. Timely, yeah. <laughs> uh, and it kind of uh, switches genre a little bit at the end. Not that it switches so that you're like, what in the world am I reading now? It just is like a good, like, ah, you oh, drew okay. me into a superhero book. Damn. So, yeah, they got me big time. I was like, Yes! Okay. And then Archangel 8 is an interesting look. It's uh, the idea that, uh, at least for, um, if you're um, a Catholic, there's they have like seven named archangels, and this one's Archangel 8. So this is the eighth archangel that uh, mm. supposedly exists that operates outside the purview of God, basically doing, uh, righting the wrongs, but he's a super ultra-violent being. So think about him. He doesn't, you don't ever see his wings or anything until the very last page, so you don't oh, know that's cool. that that's what you're seeing at all. Oh, that's cool. Okay, mm -hmm. I have to watch out for that one. So, um, so he's like this is this is like CIA Archangel. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it feels like that. Interesting. Absolutely. And then uh, the other Marvel big book that came out was the Outlaw, which is the they're addressing the idea of uh, teenage vigilantes, which is what they're calling superheroes like Miss Marvel and Miles Morales and Nova, uh, writer. Yeah. And uh, I'm trying to remember who else, but so. Had the first issue out that's kind of like saying, basically at the end you kind of figure out that they're gonna probably make it illegal to, for them to be superheroes, and then they're gonna address that through their individual comic books and, oh, then, cool. and finish it out with the the main storyline. So that's I like it's kind of a cool concept. They have to keep on looking at that, like with being illegal as a you know mutant or whatever. This is yeah, like what's they're addressing just superhero. Interesting. You're too young to do that. You can't make any good decisions, and you know often things are go bad, but they also go bad for the adults. So that's true. <laughs> I don't know what they're gonna say about any of that. Hmm. Who do you think? What's coming out this week? This week is an interesting week. Uh, just so everyone's aware, it will be the last uh, shipment of new books for a little while. Yeah. So go out and get your hit. Um, let's see, brand new things, things that are number ones only that are coming out this week is that there's a book called, um, Cat Poop One, insert bad word in the middle there. Um, that one is actually a telling of, uh, Vietnam, but from the point of view of mice and the bad guys are cats. Yeah. So it's yeah. super trippy, awesome art, very, um, cool indie, um, Cat poop one with an S. <laughs> you have to leave yeah, that out. Four letters. Four First letters, one's an S. Bad words. <laughs> between cat and poop. Yeah. yeah it's it's where it's like I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to mark it over whenever I put it on this shelf because. Yeah. Um, so it has, since since it's gonna be really similar, I don't know if it is gonna be similar or not, but the concept uh, mouse. Yeah, I feel, I feel like it's like that. Okay. Um, and then a giant size X Men, which was. Uh, previously called Giant Size X-Men, uh, Magneto is now called uh, Giant Size X-Men Nightcrawler. And the first one that came out, the one that was um, 
Oh gosh, it was that Jean Grey and somebody else. That one completely sold out really quickly. Yeah. And it was really good. Immortal Hulk 33 is out, uh, and it is uh, probably everything's releasing tomorrow. People can sell as soon as they come into the store, into their stores, so you can uh, kind of like call your local shop and see when they're going to put them out. It kind of depends upon when they get them in so they can process them. But Immortal Hulk 3 promises to have like, 33 promises to have a huge event going on in it. Killing Red Sonya starts. Mm. Which, good luck with that. Yeah. Uh, no One's Rose, uh, which is an indie that looked really cool to me. Um, I know there was one more that I was like, oh, uh, Shang, number one. And, oh, that's just me. Oh, Super Duck, which I don't know anything about. So if you'll pull up Super Duck, and I might be able to talk about it. But I was just like, I looked at it on my, my order sheet, and I was like, what in the world is that? I cannot remember. Oh, and Exo Man of War starts. I have already oh. read the first couple, two or three uh, issues of that, and it's awesome. I wanted to not like it, but then I did love it. Oh, it's an Archie book, so I think it might be. Oh, it's an all age. It's not all ages. It's a four adults. Think probably in the uh, Howard the Duck genre of probably irreverence. So Super Duck is by Archie, but not for kids. Autographs, no selfies. He looks very grumpy. I love it. I'm sold. It looks like uh, done by Frank Thierry. Very cool. Mm. And Jam Hole. So yeah, that's there's some really interesting books that have star uh, animals coming out. What is with 2020 and animal stuff? I don't know. Like, I mean, first we had Dragon Colonoscopy. Yes. That was a big one. Mm -hmm. uh, Call of the Wild. Yes. So uh, that was a thing. Super mm -hmm. Duck. Yes. Um, I don't know. Corona started off with a bat. That is true. I mean, like, what is going on? What twenty twenty year of the year of the animal? So far, I give it a two out of ten. Honestly, yeah. uh, it has not lived up to the expectation I expect from animals. Um, hopefully, Super Duck can bring it up to a four out of ten for me. Oh, cat, cat yeah. poop one is the one that's going to change it for me. But uh, um, uh, the other thing, let's talk about um, your eating habits. Have they changed since um, things have gotten weird and you can't go out to eat and you have to, like, grocery shop? Yeah, I found out there actually is food at home. Um, <laughs> <laughs> turns out my parents weren't lying all those years. There is food at home. Mm -hmm. um, so, no, I just do a lot more um, stuff at in-home meals I can make myself mm -hmm. or, you know, we can make it, you know, as a family and kind of just break up in leftovers. Uh, I don't... I've been trying to cut back, cut back on like eating out as you know I get older, and I get a little more wiser and hopefully a little more conscientious of what I'm spending on stuff like that. And then you know COVID kind of made it that much easier mm -hmm. because now most of the stores near us, at least in the store where I spend ninety percent of my life, sure. uh, they're closed. So so the burger joints not burger thing. joints as far as they're they're maybe doing carryout only, but I don't have time for that. Sure. Um, and usually by the time I get done, which is around eight o'clock now. They're already closed up shop too, so it's like, cool. I can't walk next door to Tapped and you know grab a beer and a burger and call it good. So, uh, what is your what, what do you find you're defaulting to? What is your your go to food? Go to food, mm -hmm. um, pasta right now. Yeah, it's a good just you know it's cheap. You can make a lot of it at once and kind of go from there. My kids actually made the comment the other day that we had like Italian food like five or six days in a row. Yep. Like between pizza and pasta and um, those kinds of things, 
Like we made a Italian sausage and spaghetti last night. And I think, I don't remember what the one was before that, but I was like, you know, you're right. And it's also a little bit bad because we have the pizzeria in our store. So yeah. I'm always like, I'll buy something for me to have for lunch and then take the leftovers home. So they're always having something from there. So totally. they're eating a lot. So we've done a lot of, um, for dinner, it's a lot of Mexican recently. Yeah. Kind of been, like we're like either... Beans and rice. Or, yeah, beans and rice. Or we're, we're ordering out to like support local business that we know. Mm-hmm. Or we're making our own, you know, Mexican dishes. Yep. And it just, it's just, it, it works. I don't mm-hmm. know. There's something about it. Or something hot and spicy. You put it in a casserole. I, it, at least from the northern Midwest, you throw it in a casserole dish, call it, and then cook it for a little bit and eat it later on. You're good. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, I think that's the biggest thing I've noticed is I'm eating in more, and it's a little more consistent with how we're eating right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I realize now that the boys are home and they're not going out, you know, like my youngest used to, you know, grab at least one of his meals when he was at the college, and then my oldest would, you know, eat when he comes to work. It's amazing how much if you put two kids that are of teenagerish years in a house and just tell them they can stay home all the time and game how <laughs> much mass of food do your kids eat a lot so justin's done yeah. producer's got three boys right right four boys i just never seen them all in the same room i guess <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah no, this, i yeah. can't imagine four boys eating anyway we had um we had a family friend, their their son was watching our house and our animals for us over all in Wisconsin doing personal personal life stuff. Mm-hmm. And like we we bought parents bought a whole bunch of like food for the head, like, hey, eat whatever you want, don't worry about it, just you know, you are good. We came back and he ate like all of it. And it's like, <laughs> cool, teenage boys, what's up? Just eat okay. anything you put in front of them and mm-hmm. plus like an extra helping of it. Let's be real. My 19-year-old will come down and make three grilled cheeses and go upstairs and eat them. And yeah. have you ever met Max? I don't. Have you ever met Max? I think I might have. He is painfully thin. Yeah. Like he, like you might put him on like the watch list for like abuse if you didn't oh, know really? him. Oh really? He didn't know. Because yeah. he's like you know, he is. Oh wow. He's like my husband when I met him was painfully thin, but not as painfully thin as Max is. He, huh. he eats all the time. There is really nothing wrong with him, and he's always been the same way all his life. He's never God, been wish... on the chart. <laughs> Wish I was like that. It's like, yeah, eat whatever you want. Also, you know, rail thin. I think you would love to like trade some and get some some muscle or mass <laughs> of some sort. He's like, God. he's he's a, the sweetest kid, but he's just always gonna be thin until probably when he gets you know forties or something. He might. It's all gonna catch up with him. Mm-hmm. I found things. myself since I haven't been able to go do my normal workout, which is I go to the Y and do stuff. I started walking now with my husband. Mm. Uh, we try to do it once a day and go for a really nice long walk. It does just a world of good for our mental state since uh, he's kind of the point man for his company oh, for logistics. Yeah. And I'm the, definitely the point girl for my company. We both come home and we're just like, I can't sleep because I'm thinking about what's the next thing. What am I going to do tomorrow? Thing? Yeah. What's the thing that's going to happen? There's surely something. What's going to happen in the morning I got to deal with in the afternoon and yeah. the rest of the week. Yeah. Yeah. I've actually started to look forward to, um, we added this uh, last week, we started adding four hours of just plain old trivia, live trivia on Facebook every morning. That's nice. nice. It it helps because, you know, people want to escape from all the thoughts about this. Like everyone gets stuck on their phone just going through their feed and everything on their feed is COVID. It's It's all corona. (laughs) It's all this, you know, the stuff no one wants to see or have to deal with. 
Yeah, yeah so. you're right. No, and it's 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 amazing how important that you know we talk about in our store a lot. The third place. Mm -hmm. uh, third you have you have home, day. you have work, and then you have your third place. You do stuff that and like you you have all these stories already about people going like stir crazy mm -hmm. about just being home. Well, here's the problem, right? Monster. Normally, you could have like, oh, I'm cooped up. I'm gonna go to the park. They're closed. Yep. I'm gonna go work out. Closed. Can't closed. There's like all these things that would normally be your good mental health things that they tell you to go do. Yep. And there's just not. I mean, unless you own a punching bag in your garage or you have some workout equipment in your garage, there's there's just not a lot of those things to do. So, um, yeah, do the walking. The walking's really, yeah. really good. Yeah, I we also actually, we went over to my parents' house. Mm. Uh, they're in the the danger group, so we actually uh, we brought a table out onto the the deck and sat far away from each other and enjoyed a meal. That's nice. So, That's really nice. You know, it made, I think, they, they didn't know that they were feeling cooped up because they've been doing it already for a couple of weeks. So Yeah, yeah. I think one of, my, one of my biggest things is my parents, my mom especially, makes fun of me for it. Like, oh, well, on days off, I still, you know, I don't like lounging in my sweatpants and my sleep attire. Mm -hmm. I yeah. can't stand that. That's one of those things where if, if I'm going to do nothing, at least let me let me take a shower and get dressed no matter what. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's one of those things that it it's amazing how refreshing it is. Yeah. Especially when you when you when you don't have something going on for a while, just even just getting up, having that simple routine, mm -hmm. and making sure you follow to it does so much for your mental health. And just something about just not wearing your sweatpants. Oh yeah, it's you, they're comfy. Don't get me wrong, I like lounging in my sweatpants. But I know at the end of the day, you know, beginning of the day, I gotta get up, mm -hmm. you know, change into actual clothes, and go about my life, even if I'm cooped up at home for. A month. <laughs> and uh, here's another uh, good hint for you guys. Um, it's free if you only use it for 40 minutes in a row, but I think it's like $14.99 if you want to have longer times. I don't know how much longer it gives you. But Zoom is a really great app that puts oh, you picture yeah. in picture, and you could probably play table games fairly easily on it because you just you just set up your laptop and uh, set it so it's looking at you, and you probably have the board in between you and uh, your other folks. But it's nice because the way that's set up is that... Uh, you have little pictures of everybody that's in the chat with you, and then whoever is talking, it brings forward. Oh, that's nice. So that you don't have like the cacophony of sound and no one knows who's talking. Yeah. You, it makes it easier to know who's the person that has the floor. Yeah. yeah. But uh, we did that our, our our church group who isn't able to see each other for a couple of weeks. We actually did it that way, and that was it was so nice to have connection back again because they're like family. So. Yeah. See, um, so everyone sounded at church. Mm -hmm. And you know we've we've shut the doors essentially for all activities, and so we're now we're filming all of our sermons and, and everything empty, else that we're doing. Empty place, huh? And a big empty, yeah, big empty sanctuary. Uh, that's it's weird, but um, even just watching, even even just doing that and watching, hearing from people who's watching it, it's just enough to get you back to normalcy yeah. or close to it as you can. Um, trying to convince the pastors that they got to put. Uh, <laughs> go raid the uh, the kids' rooms and put all the stuffed animals on the pews. So give it some <laughs> give it some normalcy, where it's just like yeah, you can still talk to things, I guess not people, but things still. Um, we should bring all of our cutouts. We should bring yeah, we got Captain America, go. and uh, we got a Dalek. Dalek might be kind of hard to preach to, but <laughs> nah, I think it'll work. I think we have a Danny DeVito sitting around somewhere. We'll throw in the pew. We'll throw in the front pew so it doesn't get lost. Um, <laughs> I got a couple of gremlins. That would be weird too. No, that'd be great. You just put them up in the uh, in the rafters for things and <laughs> let them do their own thing. Um, so, oh quarantine. God. Quarantine. If you had to pick three people to be quarantined with of your choice, 
who hmm. would they be? Do they have to be alive now, or is this like a anyone in history thing? Sure. Oh gosh, that makes it even more complex. Like right. Like anyone, anyone. Anyone. Do they have to be any- real? No. Oh. I'll say no. Hmm. It's different. The cooped up is different because I would choose much different people if I go on adventures with someone else. Yeah. No. It's like you have to like you have to you know shelter in place. You're quarantined there. And you're, you are stuck in a house or a building of some sort mm-hmm. for f- at least 14 days. All right, I pick uh, Amos from uh, The Expanse because he could protect me from anything that might come by. No, he would okay. never let anything happen to me. Yeah, especially and he doesn't talk at all. Especially once he, once he likes you. Yeah. Yeah. The he, first day or three might mm-hmm. be hard. Maybe. But I think after that, once you find some common ground, he'll mm-hmm. be good. Okay, so Amos. He's already used to protecting redheads because that's... The, the preacher in the book is actually redheaded, so he calls her red. Okay. So, okay, so I've got someone to protect me. Someone to, like, be interesting to talk to. I always kind of wanted to talk to, like, someone historical that is, like, a super sciencey person, so I probably wouldn't understand anything he said, but maybe Einstein. Okay. He might, just, like, we have enough time to, like, maybe he can explain things. Maybe he can explain so, like, a little bit. But yeah. you also got, you got to get past the accent, though, too. I guess And so. that's going to take a bit. As a, you know, mm-hmm. as an English, you know, primarily English speaker, I can, I, I understand the accents. Even even sounds it's going to get very hard for you to understand how it's going. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I mean, no, I think it would still be interesting. All right. So Amos Einstein. Uh, and then of course my best friend from she lives in uh, Pittsburgh right now, but uh, she's been my bestie forever. And I don't, I'm not one of those people that's very good at actually like calling people or when I, when they don't live in the same city as me, I'm like always on whatever the thing is in front of me. Yeah. So I would love to get stuck with her for like six months and like catch up because that right. is my bestie. That's not bad. That's not bad. All right. If I had to choose All right. three people to be quarantined with for 14 days, I did not put much thought into this as you were talking because I wanted to hear what you were saying. <laughs> so this is going to be on the top of my head. You can totally choose mine. Um, my bestie would be kind of weird. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, the pilot from The Expanse. Um, oh, you like Alex. Yes. Alex I would like Kimball. Alex would be fun. Alex, it'd be, it'd, be, it'd be interesting. I like his sense of music. His style, the music mm-hmm. he listened to is fantastic. And he just, he seems Martian like, drawl. Yeah. It kind of like, like Texas. It'd be, it'd be, it should be a, uh, an interesting way to spend 14 days is with Alex. Mm-hmm. Uh, second person would have to be, um, hmm. You ever watch the show Castle? Yes, of course. Castle. Oh my gosh, you would never shut up. I know, it'd be great. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it'll be fun. Like I said, it's, it's it'd be you know personality change. Obviously, okay, get get used to never having someone never shut up. But at the same time, it should be interesting. Fifty fifty chance that you uh, make it out the fourteen days without killing him, or vice versa. Or vice versa. Let's be real. And then third person. See, I want someone who would like be really mellowed into to help balance things out. Because I can do either one. I can be very extroverted or very introverted. Depends on how my mood is with what's going on. You just want to balance out Castle. Yeah, especially. I think that's the key mm-hmm. thing. So I want to balance that out. Um, hmm. this be the, this it can't be his mom. No. <laughs> <laughs> Although, she would be a good choice, too. See, part of me wants us to go extreme and see mm-hmm. how long. Make this the longest, most grueling 14 days of my life. And say, instead of balancing it out, Add on to it. Just make this exponentially. You bring Dom Toretti or something? No, no. Okay. Jeff Goldblum. (laughs) (laughs) Throwing Jeff Goldblum into that mix. And now, no matter what happens, Mm -hmm. it's, "Mm -hmm, yeah, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, we're going to do that now. 
Uh, and they just have Goldblum always, you know, he's he's always on the fringe. Yes. And just making making his little mm, Goldblum comments on everything. But you know, once he gets involved, he's not going to stop. I think that you would have an instance in which you would have. I think about them as being two uh, kind of like alpha yeah. entertainers. I think that it would be like, like, like com- competition for the fourteen days. It would just would be, be constantly building off of itself mm-hmm. to see who would be the alpha entertainer in that room. Yeah, and I think that's right. It would be. It would be. It's going to be the time of your life. It's going to be the best mm-hmm. or worst fourteen days of your life. But it's one of those days where you will not forget it. Pretty Ever. sure that Alex the whole time would be building something he could fly you away. Just to get out of the situation. Yes. Yeah. We're out, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so like I said, that's my balance to both of it. Yep. So yeah, that's I think that's what I would do, personally. I, like, I don't know. I like your picks. They're Thank good you. picks. Thank you. I try every now and then, especially top of my head. <laughs> uh hopefully next week, if you're listening or watching or whatever. I might have. I might do some uh, another round of movies or no. Ooh, I like that. Well, I might fun. know all of it because I might have been watching. You might have been, yeah, I might have binge. So it's gonna be really tricky for me to not be able to, you know, make one that's believable to be either. Uh, so I'm gonna. I'm not gonna tell you this. The you know the genre for this mm-hmm. one. I originally said dinosaurs, and I think I'm gonna roll that back and do something else this okay, time. Okay, you're gonna save um, it for so when Mark can come back. Exactly. So movies or no for those of you okay. who haven't done this yet. Uh, or haven't watched the original, uh, this is where I take two movies that are for sure real films. Mm-hmm. Usually they're B-list, odds are they'll be sci-fi channel movies, because this is the best, worst movies ever. Yes. And then I write a third movie, uh, and I try to stump y'all to see who can get the right one. It's basically two truths and a lie, only it's yeah. two actual movies and one movie that I probably could pitch to sci-fi and make a couple bucks off of. I was actually surprised because I really thought you were just going to give us names of movies, but then you gave us like the cool like little little blurbs three, three of three sentence sentence pitch. Yeah, and your your one that you wrote for your made up one was really really good. So your, your one mistake is you like <laughs> you had a you had a verbal faux pas in the middle of it, which get was your tell. That was the tell, and I know that now. So hopefully mm-hmm. for the future ones, will be more entertaining. Yes. Yeah. So keep an eye keep an eye out for that. Unless we're all dead, you never know. That is a possibility nowadays. Um, speaking of like being fooled and like having intuition for things, yeah. Uh, there's a new Netflix thing called uh, 100 People, I think. 100, All right. 100. Maybe it was 100 people, and it's uh, each one is like some kind of like theme, um, and they were trying to do like uh, one of them was there. There were like social experiments with 100 actual humans. Oh, okay. 100 humans, uh, and they had uh, <laughs> one where they were trying to see if we have bias or preconceived notions about people. And one of them they did, they actually had um, three boys and three girls and brought out, you know, one at a time, they brought out these 100 people and said, all right, match these, look at them, you need to ask them questions, you get to ask each of them a question, Yeah. Um, and then based on what you hear from them, match them together as couples. Oh, ooh. And I, I looked at my husband, like, they didn't say one thing or the other about how it was supposed to be to shake out, and I was like, one. Those two dudes are together, those two girls are together, and that tall guy and the short girl. And sure enough, That's how it was. that was exactly the way it was. <laughs> and there was only one one or two people out of all the entire hundred that actually matched, that they didn't go boy, girl, boy, girl, boy, girl. Yeah. Oh, really? Interesting. And I was like, to me, it was so obvious. Okay. All right. I'll I was watch like, this. this seems... I was like, those people are made for each other. <laughs> So it is. Uh, it is 100 humans. It's not like it's 100, and like it no. could be anything. Mm-hmm. Like I'm gonna get 100 dogs in a in a in a room. And be like, cool. Which is the best yeah. ball? 
Although that would be really interesting. Netflix, hit me up. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I got a sequel ready for you to come, you know, do stuff with. Yeah, one of the uh, people that's uh, the, kind of like the scientists, uh, uh, people that are running it, they're not scientists at all. One of them is Allie Ward. For, I don't know if you guys have ever watched the um, the Ford Museum uh, Innovation Nation oh, show. Yeah, yeah. I adore her. And she's much more toned down in this. I'm so used to her getting to be Allie Ward and being all... And this one, she's trying to act serious. And so I just laugh a lot when she's on because I'm just like, <laughs> why are you being so serious, girl? But yeah, it's a it's a fun social experiment show. Uh, if you're a scientist, oftentimes I tell myself that, oh no, you're double blind, is horrible, and it's a false false study. But um, it's at least interesting to see them do stuff. Okay, I'll tell yeah, that's back to my list. I mean, I might mm-hmm. have 14 days here in the future to watch stuff. So yeah, and we haven't gone all the way through. I haven't binged this one. We kind of like taking our time on it because it's it's probably all to unpack though too. Yeah, it's it's each one is really long. It has like at least four or five experiments in it that are like oh. this, they're all the same hundred people. Yeah. I don't know if they had them move into a dorm forever because this is like days and days worth of stuff for each episode. It looks yeah. like so. Oh, so like across each episode, it's the same hundred, or each episode is the same hundred. Each and, episode, and like, every every episode has the same hundred people in it. Oh, they're wow. experiment people, so you'll get used to their. You get to you'll seeing see, all of them. You'll see Shelby quite a bit. Sorry, human number 21 quite yes. a bit. Yeah, they, they just have numbers. Okay, interesting. Interesting. What do you know about them? Docu-series. Why is every documentary nowadays becoming a series? I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe it's better. Maybe they figured out that like no one wants to sit still for like a two-hour documentary. Yeah. But they will totally sit still for four hours of... Eight forty-minute documentaries, Maybe. which clearly is what I did last Apparently night. That's what happens? Because, like, at what point does it go from a documentary to like reality TV? Is mm-hmm. there a thin line in which it's like, cool, you've now crossed into Kardashian territory? Yeah, it's really close, especially yeah. for the Tiger one. <laughs> oh, I bet. Oh, I bet. There you go. Differences. Right. We're, we are now searching up differences between. Uh, documentaries and reality TV shows. Bringing up everything. Because uh, that's kind of what it is. And docu- oh, it's down there. This one for docu series. All right. So reality is focused more on the individual episodes arcs, even if it's part of a continued story. Uh, as well as uh, documentary is focused more on the full product, as in you're looking. So one, you're looking at the trees. The other, you're looking at the forests. Um, it's not what the fish and they see. It's what the sea itself and how this works. Um, I don't know how that makes sense. But, like, that'd still be pretty easy to be like, cool, look at this forest. Look at, look, look at all these trees, all these tiger trees we have in this woods. And now let's look at these three tigers. Trees. The crazy people that raised <laughs> them. Oh, man, I gotta watch this. It's a deep, deep rabbit hole. Are you want to do this thing? Because I'm no good at it. I'm gonna do the thing. Uh, so thank you for watching Nerd News Now, a part of the Kingdom of Geekdom on Woodlands Online, sponsored by Space Cadets Collection Collection, and The Adventure Begins. Check out our other shows on Woodlands Online, such as Taste Buds, Music Cafe, The Adventure Begins Show, Song Jerk and Chaz, uh, Woodlands House and Home, The Best You, Weekly Fallout Sports Talk, and Between the Trees Business Talk. You can watch all these on Woodlands Online and on our partner station, KVQT HD 21, over the air on your TV. All these shows and more on Roku Now. Search and add Woodlands Online TV to your streaming lineup. Now, for all you special listeners out there, you can follow us on a podcast show on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher.
Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next time, nerds. I think you have a feature in podcasts. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Who is that amazing person doing the voiceover? Oh, that's just true. <laughs>